What's up and welcome into a live Locked on Bulls here on Monday night. I'm Matt. That's Big Dave. Up ahead on this episode, we're breaking down this Bulls win 133-119 over LaMelo and the Charlotte Hornets. LaMelo Lonzo was the big hike coming into this game, but tonight was about 30. A 30-burger from the man in the middle, Mr. Nikola Vucevic. We're breaking that down and every nook and cranny of this Bulls win over the Hornets next on a fresh Locked On Bulls. Let's go. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Here are your hosts, Matt Peck and Big Dave Watson. What's up and welcome into Locked On Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Matt Peck. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Bulls underscore Peck. You can follow my co-host Big Dave at Bow, B-A-W-L Sports. You can follow us at Locked On Bulls. Shoot us a text or leave us a voicemail at 331-979-1369. Big Dave, great, great way to finish this very daunting November schedule for the Bulls. They get this win, move to 14 and 8 on the season, 9 and 7 in that mm. gauntlet of a November month, mm. which by the way, I believe I saw as part of the pregame show tonight, the Bulls first 9 win month and their first winning month since December of 2017. Shut up lying wow. to me. Wow. Wow. That is hilarious and depressing at the same time. Wow, dog. We went nine and seven and we're ready to throw a parade out here, man. Wow. 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 But yes, I'm very excited. The Bulls in the month the right way because, you know, like I'm saying, this month was crazy, Matt. Not only were the games tough, but just so many back to backs, so much travel, the injuries that were going on. Guys got COVID, guys coming back from injuries. Zach Levine with the finger. I mean, it's just so much stuff going on, and yet the Bulls still would find a way to win and not just beat regular teams, beat the teams that people say are elite. Great job by the Bulls for having this winning month, man. It was it was fun. Yeah, and look, we got to talk about Vooch's big game. We'll get to that in a minute, but you, you talk about a challenge that this Hornets team was bringing to you tonight. You know, coming into this, the Hornets led the NBA in three-point shooting percentage, I believe uh, almost 38% as a team. Mm -hmm. We have seen P.J. Washington burn the Bulls from behind the three-point line before. It seems like mm -hmm. every time these teams face up, P.J. Washington has a big game, and he started out hot again tonight, three of three from behind the three-point line, and you were kind of starting to worry about, like, oh, man, Vooch, Vooch in that defensive system, he's a bad matchup there. They were running all those pick and pops. Bulls weren't getting fighting over screens. They were dropping around them, and the Hornets were making them pay. But it seemed like, despite the fact that the, the Hornets put up 119 in this game, when the Bulls needed stops, they were able to make stops. And outside of some hot shooting from P.J. Washington and Terry Rozier, who credit to him, had a monster game tonight, the Bulls got the stops when they needed to. 30, 14, and 5. That's not DeMar DeRozan. That's not Zach Levine. That's your 7-foot-tall center. 
who plays for the Chicago Bulls, Nikola Vucevic. 12 of 19 from the field. Six of six from the three-point line. i say it again. Six of six from the three-point line. Matt, I know he's not going to shoot like that. Going, you know what I'm saying, in every game. I know he's not going to be that perfect. But damn it, if anybody deserved this kind of game shooting, it was Nikola Vucevic. That man has been fricasseed and fried by mm-hmm. people on social media. Where's Vooch? What's it going to do? Where's Vooch? Oh, we to trade him. Get him out of there. I'm not exaggerating. This is what was being said. What did Matt not continue to tell you? All he's doing is missing shots. There was mm-hmm. nothing we were looking at to say we need to fix mechanics or anything needs to change about game plans. It was like shots just need to start falling, and they will. And when they do, it's going to look awesome. It's going to look like this. 30, 14, and 5, y'all, from your center. That was amazing to watch. I was very, very, very happy for him, man. And he got to start it early. He got to start mm-hmm. it very early. First two points of the game when he yep. hit that bucket. Little, I said, little two-man uh-oh. game with Zach Levine yeah. right out of the yeah. gate. I said, and uh-oh. <laughs> knocked down that little elbow jumper. And, you know, he starts to hit some of those looks, you know, early in the game and closer in. And then that confidence starts to extend behind the three-point line. And like you said, six of six from downtown for Vooch tonight. But it wasn't even just the scoring for Vooch. Obviously, it's a big help anytime you get that kind of offensive production from him. But Mm -hmm. the ways in which we've talked about what he, you know, what Tony Bradley could not provide you in Vooch's absence when you talk about passing out of traps or just using, you know, the high post pick and roll action and Vooch's Mm -hmm. passing ability to find a cutter on the baseline or swing passes to the weak side. You mentioned he had five assists tonight, too, and even like some hockey assists tonight where Mm. in moments when the Bulls were kind of struggling in their half court offense, Vooch would get a mismatch. And whether it was, okay, he's got a small on him and then he hit that little, you know, little hook shot, you know, just Mm. inside the, the free throw line or he gets a mismatch, which leads to the Hornets chasing and chasing and chasing. And Vooch has a good pass that leads to another good pass that leads to an open shot. Mm-hmm. Whether or not his shot was falling, you always knew that Vooch's presence was important on the offensive end. And you saw more of that tonight because the Bulls, you know, at, before they went in that drought between the end of the third and the start of the fourth, they had mm-hmm. 29 assists on 40 made baskets. And Vooch's mm-hmm. presence is a big reason why the Bulls can be that efficient moving the ball on the offensive end. Oh, that's so well put. And I know it's easy to point to the six or six three point shots. But that's not what I was looking at, Matt. He was just punishing those guys inside. And that's what I want from Vooch. And that's what makes him so special. The fact that a guy who can punish you like that on the inside also has the feathery touch from the outside. But man, man, when he was inside and he had a little person on him. And remember, on this show we just did, that was my main complaint, is how passive Vooch was being the last game. How when guys, smaller guys were on him against Miami, he wasn't going strong. He was just very passive against them. I appreciate him watching this show before he went out there and did his thing. And he said, what, Big Dave out here saying these things? Let me let my man know that I'm up in here and I can do my thing. And I appreciate who's going out there and doing that, Matt. It was just beautiful to behold because his touch inside, whether it's right hand or left hand, like you say, those hooks that he that he has, it's just beautiful. That mid-range shot that he has, just beautiful. They could just run pick and rolls and pick and pops with him all day long. And man, Matt, 
those assists when he was finding Caruso, when Caruso was cutting, when Caruso would make that cut, oh, just pretty. All right. It was just a beautiful thing to see, man. This was all about Vooch this game and everything kind of grew from him. And, and that's what the Bulls have been trying to do uh, this season with Vooch, Matt. Remember, that's why they would go to him so early and so often. It's because they were trying to jumpstart their offense through him. This today, it happened. They jump started it, and you saw what you got from the rest of the team because of what Vooch did. Yeah. Uh, shout out real quick to those of you hanging out with us here live on YouTube. Jake Smith said, Who would have guessed this all star center was better than Wendell? Cap <laughs> uh, of the Great saying, Vooch was like, Oh, y'all must have forgotten, gave Charlotte the Montenegrin hot sauce. Oh. Um, that's uh that's wonderful. I mean, clearly we were all like yearning for a game like this from yeah. Vooch, knowing that he has this level in him and just believing that it was just a shooting slump. It was just whatever yips it was. He had, you know, these bunnies he was missing in addition to not, not knocking down his shots. And clearly those two things are connected. If you, mm -hmm. for whatever reason, have a lid on the basket on your layups and your post-ups, you're not going to be confident shooting when you're trying to stretch the floor. This mm -hmm. game, hopefully, is a big one to get Vooch back to that confident level to be that third prong in this bull scoring attack with Zach and DeMar, who also, by the way, both had 20-plus point nights. Ooh. We'll talk about them as well as Lonzo in just a minute here. Lots oh, more yeah. to get to. But first, I want to tell you all that today's episode is brought to you in part by Truebill. Mm -hmm. Let me ask you, Dave, do you know why free trials renew without your consent? It's because it's no, a business scam out to get you and take the dollars out of your pocket. Don't Shut let up. greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forgot existed. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. You can buy yourself a nice new TV with that kind of money to watch the bulls on. Because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, Truebill makes it incredibly simple. Just link your accounts and Truebill will cancel your unwanted subscriptions in one simple tap. And your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. So don't mm. fall for subscription scams anymore. Start canceling mm -hmm. today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's right now, Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. It could save you thousands of dollars a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. All right, moving along, Big Dave. Interesting that uh, Zach Levine kind of out of nowhere earlier this afternoon got a questionable tag with a non-COVID-related illness. He yes. did end up getting the green light and was in the starting lineup. I just saw a tweet in my feed uh, moments ago, Billy Donovan after the game saying, yeah, he had a fever earlier today. The fever came mm -hmm. down a little bit, but you could tell he was not feeling great. He said his mm -hmm. eyes were bloodshot. Said heck mm -hmm. of a heck of an effort for Zach to go in there and get this game, uh, you know, get this game taken care of. I like the fact that when you get that questionable tag and then the player decides to play, you're wondering, are they going to be their fully competent selves? Mm -hmm. Zach looked to get good looks for his teammates out of the gate tonight. And mm. where, you know, you got uh, Lonzo, you got DeMar and his distributing abilities. You got Caruso, you know, running the point sometimes when he's coming off the bench. Zach had five first half assists. And mm. 
on a night when he's not maybe feeling great, I was worried about Zach trying to force things to compensate for the fact that he wasn't feeling great. But instead, mm-hmm. he said, you know what? I'll, I'll wait. I'll wait for the game to come to me and get my looks when I can get my looks. But in the meantime, I'm going to get looks for my teammates. And I thought that that was a really good decision from Zach in the first half. Mm, you're right about that, man. I, I saw him early on in the first quarter, I think, forced two shots. And then it's like he made that decision from that point on. Like, you know mm-hmm. what? I don't need to do this. And I think also Vooch hitting his shots helps that decision. It helps that it helps Zach make that kind of decision. Because you said it earlier, Matt, when we did this show uh, before, how he might still have in his brain, like, I got to do this. I'm the one who has to do this because this is what I'm used to doing all the time. So it's very helpful when guys like Vooch just be themselves because you know this is what Vooch does. He scores. He puts balls into the bucket. So when he started doing that early and Zach was forcing it and he kind of backed off, he was like, you know what? Vooch got it. You know what? Lonzo got it. You know what? DeMar get this together. Let me get everybody else involved. Can we talk about how beautiful that pass was? He threw the Javante Green across the floor. Oh, my goodness. How beautiful that was for that slam dunk, Matt. Oh, just so pretty. It looked amazing. It looked wonderful. It looked Thanksgiving scrumptious. It was that awesome, man. But Zach Levine really got it together in the second half because, like you said, he let that offense come to him. And that was just really great to see because that's growth from Zach Levine. Those are the things we want to see from a guy who would like, this is the dude that you're going to be your max player. This is the guy that's going to be your guy. Those are the things you like seeing, man. Zach let that game kind of come to him. And that's something we've been wanting him to do for a long time. And he definitely did it tonight. And it looked really, really good. I mean, I'm with you. And one of those shots in particular that I think you were talking about was that like double turnaround fadeaway that he shot that was short off the front of the rim. And and you're like, Zach, those are those shots where you're like, Zach, you've you've got help. You don't need to take those kind of shots anymore. But he was able, for the most part, to refocus and then pick his spots he attacked the rim ferociously a couple of times tonight where he was like oh y'all are so concerned about the game that Vooch is having or the game that Demar is having that you're just gonna give me the lane right mm-hmm. now are you gonna give me the baseline right now cool I'm Zach Levine right. I'm about to dunk on your face on your face which you know and, and that I think is is the big thing when you talk about a game like tonight where Vooch finally shows up like that offensively and it's something that Vooch and DeMar and Zach all talked about throughout training camp leading up to this season with this new trio of star caliber players, none of them having to be that guy every single night and having the the luxury of, all right, you know what? Tonight, Zach's fighting a little bit of a bug, whatever it is, or tonight, DeMar's shot isn't falling, whatever that is. Vooch being that third option. And not having to necessarily rely on a night where, like, you need Lonzo to hit six or seven threes. Or you need 22 points from Caruso, like Saturday against the Heat, to to stay in that game. That's why you brought Vooch here. And guess what? Most nights, Vooch is going to have fewer shots than Zach and DeMar. But if he has, as we all believe he has, accepted and embraced that role of, I don't have to shoulder the burden that I did for all of those seasons in Orlando. And I'm cool with that. But guess what? On nights where, hey, Zach, you're not feeling hot, I got this. And I think that 
despite it being yeah, a, you know a, yes. a, a twelve game sample and then missing games because of health and safety protocol, Bulls fans were so quick to forget that that Vooch does exist and can be a humongous asset to yes. this team. Colossal, and you. The other reason that that he's a super huge asset is guess who got the night off tonight? Tony Bradley. <laughs> you did not see him out there, man. I'm telling you guys, he's going to be important because he's your big man off the bench. But since um, since uh, uh, I'm forgetting it. Oh, the Hornets. Since the Hornets don't run a lot of big guys out there, you can say Tony Bradley have the night off because Vooch is cooking, and Vooch is out there cooking, and you can say cool. It changes your lineups and how they run. Now I could bring in Derek Jones Jr. and give Vooch this breather. You know, my favorite point, part of that game, Matt, was when they started making their run in that fourth quarter. I'm talking about the Hornets. They started making that run in that fourth quarter, and they got that lead down to four. And when they got it down to four, I said, now this is the time that you bring Vooch back in and you take that lead right back up. And immediately when I said that, when they were at the free throw line, Beep! Substitution, <laughs> Nikola Vucevic came walking right on in. What the Bulls do? Quick 7-0 run, go right back up, and they never look back after that. That is vitally important, man. Y'all got to understand how important Vooch is to this team. I'm sure a lot of you do, and I know a lot of you do, but you can't give up on a dude just because he's missing wide-open shots that he's been hitting his whole career. Mm -hmm. It's going to fall. It's going to work. And we're not saying it's going to be 30 and 15 and 5 every single night. But my God, it's going to look good on a lot of nights, man. And this is just one of them. And the other thing I want to point out, two more things I want to point out, Matt. One thing, 83 points by the Bulls' big three. Damar, Zach, Vooch, 83 of your 133 points from your big three tonight. The other important thing, rest. Yeah. Because now they don't play again until Thursday. This is, and they're at home. This is a good thing. They don't have to travel. They can just go home and get themselves some rest and get away from the game for a little bit. It's beautiful. It is nice. Uh, you know, they'll they'll head to New York, I'm guessing, on Wednesday and then face the Knicks at the Garden on Thursday. But even still, having that extra day of rest after just this brutal yes. schedule that they managed to get themselves through. And again, kudos to the Bulls. When you looked at that November schedule and said, if the Bulls come out of that 14-8 and eight on the season, nine and seven in the month of November, even though the bulls coughed mm. up some games, they probably should have won. Obviously the, you know, the blow blowing the lead against Portland was, was a bad one. Losing to Houston, obviously a bad one. Could we be talking about 16 and six instead of 14 and eight? Sure. But you took care of business and had a winning record in a month with a lot of road games and a lot of difficult opponents. So kudos to the Bulls for that. I do want to talk a little bit more about that zone defense that the Bulls saw from Charlotte when they were kind of letting go of the rope a little bit late in this game when it looked like the Bulls were going to run away with it. And we will do that in just a minute. But first, mm -hmm. Big Dave, if people wanted to put uh, some mm. fun some fun bets here and there on that Bulls-Hornets game from tonight, maybe they want to put some fun bets on the Bulls-Knicks game uh -huh. on Thursday. Tell the people where to go. Oh, well, why not put something on the Monday night football game that was going on? You could put something on that, too. Well, there's only one place you can do it. And it's your number one spot for all your sports action this season when it comes to betting. And that is Bet 
online, y'all. Y'all know what it is. It's the holiday season. So it is time to get your money right. And that means in the football season, that March to the playoffs is on the way. So Bet Online has you covered all season with more props, more odds, and more lines than ever before as you go directly into the playoffs and the Bulls go into that December. So head to the new website head to that mobile website also sign up today and receive 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit just use that promo code locked on to receive your bonus that's locked on and you will receive your bonus basketball football boxing hockey you games it don't matter don't wait man take advantage take advantage of all the and yours on this 20 21 season bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all of your favorite sports bet online where the game starts sports all right moving along breaking down this bulls win over the hornets here uh from monday night bulls 14 and 8 on the season uh, fried rice in the YouTube comments saying Vooch is also our only hope of beating the zone. Big Dave, you and I talked about this earlier today on our Monday episode yeah. about yes. how important yes, Vooch's presence is in that half court offense. When the bulls see their opponents throw that zone defense at them, you saw the heat give us a lot of zone problems on Saturday in that tight loss. And then the Bulls were picking the Hornets apart throughout that third quarter, building at one point as much as a 23-point lead. And again, I mentioned the 29 assists on 40 made baskets once they had that 23-point lead late in the third quarter. The ball was moving. People were mm -hmm. cutting. People were finding open teammates. It was beautiful. Then all of a sudden, James Borrego brings that zone back, and it's like the Bulls just don't know what to do. And it's a lot of ISO, right. Zach, DeMar, whoever it is out there. But to, to me, it's like it's overcomplicating something that's not that complicated. Yes, there are certain issues that, that you will face when all of a sudden your opponent switches to his own defense. But the key to me is still just moving without the ball. And I don't know why, for whatever reason, in this recent stretch of games, that when the Bulls all of a sudden are facing a zone, everybody stops moving. Like, I, I mm. you know, and again, Vooch is critically important to that. And sometimes, whether it's just a slip screen or if he's confident knocking shots down, being able to stretch the floor like that. Or, you know, uh, as our buddy Jason Pat pointed out in a reply to one of my tweets, it's like, yeah, also being in the zone would be a lot easier if Kobe isn't breaking wide open threes. And then finally, Kobe knocks down a timely hey. shot. But what do you make of this mm. recent stretch of games where opponents flash a bunch of zone at the Bulls and their offense comes to a grinding halt. Uh, it lets me know that teams are now taking the Bulls seriously. <laughs> That's step one. Uh, they know that the Bulls are something they have to worry about. Great job also by the Hornets for saving that zone until that fourth quarter. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. they could have implemented it earlier, but they kind of waited to that fourth quarter to, to sneak it in on them and it worked to, to their credit. It definitely worked to perfection, okay? But the way you beat the zone is by shooting and by scoring. And that is the way you're going to beat the zone, guys, every single time. And that's why 
I thought it was very, very awesome what Billy Donovan did with Kobe White by leaving him in in that fourth quarter. Because remember, Kobe White, to that point, I think he was over four, had like two points, and they were both from the free throw line. He he was having a rough night. He was having a rough night. But then all of a sudden, Kobe in the fourth. Because again, Matt, if you remember, when Kobe starts balling, it's I don't know why, but it, it seems like it's in the fourth quarter when it starts going down for Kobe. The Roy Williams game. That was the fourth quarter. When Kobe hit those eight threes or something like that, that was another fourth quarter. Like, Kobe loves getting down in the fourth quarter. I don't know what it is, but it's just what it is. So it was very awesome that you saw him show up like that on that big three-point. Even that three-point shot he missed, Matt, in the fourth quarter. That thing Mm -hmm. went in. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It It just rimmed out. But, man, he hit that. He got that breakaway layup. And can I please, Matt, and you laughed at me when I talked about this before, but can we talk about Kobe White defense? Can we talk about him being better defensively? He is better defensively. He is not getting lost. He's not getting lost on those screens. He was getting beat up on those screens last year. That's not happening this year. The angles that he's taking to play defense, that ankle he took, on Terry Rozier when he had a breakaway for an easy two points. That angle Kobe White mm-hmm. took and the way he stuck his shoulder out to not let him get mm-hmm. to the bucket was beautiful. I'm telling you that is all Alex Caruso. But Kobe White is really – and Mo Cheeks. Let mm-hmm. me shout out Mo Cheeks. I don't want to leave him out of this either. But he has been so much better defensively, and that's also what's keeping him on yeah, the floor too. and look, I think there are plenty of Bulls fans right now who – if Kobe is not hitting his shots, and I've seen people talking about it on Twitter, wondering like, hey, are there certain moments, especially in the second half of games, why is Kobe out there and not Io? You know, Io was out there for, you know, certain mm-hmm. stretches tonight doing his thing, you know, knocked down, you know, a big corner three at one point that I can recall. But a lot of Bulls fans already kind of in favor of, you know, Io has been playing great and he's a fun surprise as a second round pick. Maybe not a surprise to people who are watching him play at U of I for all those seasons. And maybe right. having not as much patience with letting Kobe build his game back. You and I have been mm. firmly entrenched in the camp of people who, despite his struggles coming back midway through that West Coast trip, saying, guys, give Kobe some time. Instead of talking about what, what can we get for Kobe White in a trade, Talk about what can we see Kobe build back into his game on a night-to-night basis. And while I am not as, you know, exuberant about his defensive performance as you might be, I will grant you that it has been it, it has been noticeably better. There are still moments where Kobe's defense That's makes me I shake am. my head. And, and it's, it's really too bad. There was that one moment defensively from Kobe tonight where he came over help defense from the top of the key and had that block from behind and it looked like a clean block and he got whistled for maybe some body contact Mm -hmm. and you could tell Kobe was upset. He went running down to the other end of the floor. Like, Oh, I thought I was going to get that one. But Mm -hmm. you know, again, and I think Mm -hmm. I, I remember seeing this quote from Kobe after one of their games recently when he was asked about his defense and he said, well, look, I showed up and we got all these new teammates and I see Lonzo out there and Caruso out there doing their thing. I've seen Zach up his defensive game. And I kind of was like, well, I, you know, 
I guess I should join the party and like <laughs> bring my own A game, at least from an effort standpoint on the defensive end. Mm -hmm. And guess what? You're seeing a similar thing from DeMar DeRozan this season. Look, does DeMar still get, you know, caught playing off ball occasionally? Sure. Does DeMar still get beat one-on-one -on -one occasionally? Sure. But like DeMar had some big defensive plays tonight. When the Bulls were trying to hold off that Hornets rally at one point, I recall DeMar had an amazing hand in a passing lane pass breakup when the when the Hornets were like trying to cut the lead down from six to four or four to two or whatever it was. Even just those moments of effort. I might not be a defensive specialist, but what I won't do is be okay with the fact that my teammates are putting more effort on the defensive end than I am on a nightly basis. And whether it's DeMar, whether it's Kobe, mm. it's nice to see guys just, you know, collectively accept the fact that, hey, Billy wants us to be a dominant defensive team. And we all understand that it is critical for us to score because what happened yeah. when the Bulls let the Hornets creep back into that game? Alonzo steal and then a beautiful Lonzo full court pass to an easy oh. bucket gave the Bulls in breathing room, and that sparked an 11-2 run after they let that lead dwindle mm -hmm. down to four. The defense sparks the offense, and it doesn't work unless every mm -hmm. of the five on that floor are bought in for all 48 minutes. And, I mean, also, Matt, let's credit Javante Green as well because he was also really awesome defensively in what he did out there tonight. That block he had, when he tossed it, when he threw that off the backboard, oh my God, <laughs> that was some special stuff right there, man. Javante Green has been really, really good defensively, man. And just matching up with these guys who are bigger than him, I don't understand, but his, he doesn't know it. It's like, nobody's told him that this dude is smaller than everybody. He's just like, nope, I can jump higher than everybody. So it really doesn't matter. I'm going to go ahead and do this, but yeah, it's contagious, Matt. The defense is contagious it's what it is because you can't everybody wants to be an offensive stud it's offense isn't contagious because everybody wants to hit shots everybody wants to go 100 from the field but you can't control that you can control your effort you can control you fighting over screens you can control your communication on the floor when you're trying to when you see a trap coming when you see a pick coming you can control those things by just putting in your effort by just trying man and i love what i'm seeing and i love the fact that kobe white said that because it felt like you could see that you know what i'm saying you can see that thing happening and man again shout out to mo cheeks shout out to billy donovan caruso and who's leading the league in steals i know Sabine don't like that but he's leading the league of steals, man, and he's looking good. And shout out to him and uh, Lonzo Ball, man, because those guys are truly influencing not just the starters, as you mentioned, Zach and DeMar, but everybody coming into that game to play. They know that they've got to play defense because if you want to have fun, you got to get the ball. Man, I'm still, still seeing plenty of Kobe slander in our YouTube comments here, Dave. I mean, like, look. <laughs> It's going to keep picking, I, baby. I, I, I get it, but, you know, you, you can't deny the 20-point night in Orlando. You can't deny the big game he had in the Bulls' win at home over the Knicks a couple of weeks ago. Did he have a tough night tonight? Yes. Uh, you know, is he working his way back in? Yes. But, you know, wow. Yeah, there's there's still plenty of people who are like, don't play him over Io That's fine. and slash trade him yesterday. <laughs> 
Bulls fans, man. <laughs> Bulls right. fans are are a special group of people. Um, let, let's wrap with we this, love you. Let's wrap with this, Big Dave. Any particular takeaways or thoughts sure. you had on the Lonzo Lamelo showdown? Lamelo had himself a night. What I think he had like sixteen uh, and thirteen assists or something yeah. like. He Lonzo. Lonzo yeah. Yeah, it was like fun that. for me to see Lonzo D up LaMelo on, on some occasions tonight. And I thought also that Lonzo got some BS calls against him when he was D up his little brother one-on-one. Oh. But what, what was your takeaway from, from the ball brothers showdown? Oh man. Well, first of all, I could, as you know, I call it the ball bowl. The ball so bowl. the ball bowl was everything I wanted it to be. I mean, you had LaMelo getting 18, seven and 13. And then you had his older brother getting his 16 and eight. He was six of eight, but four of five from the three-point line. And also the biggest play of the ball bowl was the three-point shot that Lonzo hit to ice it to say, go home. Mm -hmm. That shot Mm -hmm. he hit on the baseline and said, get out. You don't live here. (laughs) Oh, go home. It was go home. I loved every second of it. He played great defense. He had a block on his brother. You know what I'm saying? He had a block on LaMelo. Mm-hmm. That was really, really awesome, man. But, yeah, it was some BS calls, too, man, that I'm thinking of uh, that they had on Lonzo, man. But but overall, I enjoyed it. Uh, main man, LeVar Ball, was in the stands with the I told you so hat on. You know he was feeling good, that. baby. That. You know he was feeling good. So, yeah, man, shout out to him. Uh, um, shout out to that entire family, man. But the ball bowl lived up to the hype, baby. And, and it was awesome. It was. It was fun. It's cool to see those moments uh, where, you know, you got siblings or or cousins or, you know, even even, even like, you know, brother from another mother stuff like Damar and, and Kyle Lowry from the, the Bulls Heat game on Saturday. Because you can always kind of tell that those guys get up for those games in and, and a way that, and like, dude, you saw Lonzo mm-hmm. trying to clamp down LaMelo every chance he got, which was a lot of fun. Um, all right, that's going to be it for tonight. So this will be our Tuesday episode. Uh, if you're hanging out with us live on YouTube, we appreciate you. Otherwise, you'll be listening to this on Tuesday. We'll be back on Wednesday with a fresh episode. Maybe we'll do a little Knicks preview. Maybe we'll take some mailbag. Who knows what we'll do? Uh, but if you want to be a part of this show, hit us up on that text to voicemail line, 331-979-1369. November is over, Dave. And the Bulls are 14 and 8 and mm-hmm. second in the East. How about that? Mm-mm-mm. That's all I got to say. Mm-mm-mm. In the meantime, you can always chat with us on Twitter. I'm at Bulls underscore Peck. Big Dave is at BAL, B A W L Sports. We are at Locked on Bulls. Until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Subscribe to us on our YouTube channel if you aren't already. We will talk to you next time. For Big Dave, I'm Matt saying C Red be good. Ooh. Sorry about my internet, guys. <laughs> <laughs>